Hello everyone, I'm Stella. I'm Sophia. And I'm Vanessa. We host Generation Discourse. Generation Discourse is a platform for young people to come up with, share, and discuss ideas within the realm of theory and the abstract. You'll find us talking about philosophy, current events, and social concerns. You're listening to part four of our conversation on the traditional roles of women. Unlike the previous episode, this instalment centres more around individual value and how this relates to gender norms, marriage, and the biological clock. If you want to hear more discussion on the broad topic of feminism and evolutionary psychology, have a listen to the previous three parts of this series. These episodes can be listened to as standalone pieces or as an extension of the previous episode. All the hyper-successful people are men, but all the hyper- like all the hyper unsuccessful people are also men. Right, yeah. So like yeah. okay, say like your husband like was unemployed and like you like lose your home and you have to live on the streets, right? Like yeah. I feel like this also ties back into how women are simply perceived as like something to the man, where like the woman can simply just go find a richer man and then be the um wife of like a richer man right and um whereas a man like the man is in of itself like they they are the poor man there is nothing that the poor man can do to change effect they are the homeless man right whereas the poor woman or the poor the wife of the poor man can just simply become the wife of the rich man so get rid of her homeless identity but Surely that's saying. Uh, surely that kind of like gets rid of. Is are you saying that because of that society basically doesn't assign women an identity, rather their identity becomes like who they're with and like what sort of man they're with? Yeah, that's just my. But then top of from... off the top of my head theory about why there are less homeless women. But um, I... yeah, I think I I do strongly believe like a lot of society does view women as something of value in whatever way to men. I see what you, yeah, I see what you mean. I, I was going to talk about that because it was like how de Beauvoir talks about how like women are always judged and like they're judged based on their relationship with like another man. Is, am I right? Like, I, from, as a guy, I would say that it goes the other way as as well. Like, you know what I mean? I I feel like in society, there's there's this idea which is like, how how much of a man you are is kind of determined by like, let's say you rank all females on like a tier list it's like how much of a man you are is dependent on what position on that tier list you can like get into a relationship with you know what i mean i feel like there's also that definition of like that definitely exists for men but i think that that men are given much more space to also develop their identity through other ways right like if you look at the richest men in the uh, in the world like you don't 
judge them based on who their wives are. Like, I don't know who Jeff Bezos's wife is, you know? I don't know who Warren Buffett's yeah, yeah. wife is. Um, whereas, like, you have a lot of really rich, rich women who have become influential after marrying their rich men. And, like, a lot of the women who are famous and do have influence do gain it through marrying rich men. Like, like the first, um, off, off the top of my head, like, Michelle Obama, you know? Like, even though she did a lot of amazing things herself, she was only able to gain her identity and her prestige through marrying Barack Obama and then Barack Obama becoming president. Not that, like, first ladies haven't done anything, but a lot of first ladies, like, have become really, like, famous and iconic because they were just married to the president, if you know what I mean. Well, I feel like that's only true on like a really big scale. I think on the normal scale at which communities function. So like, let's say for us, it's like our school. So within like the confines of like that kind of small community, which is kind of like, it's kind of like the natural size for like a human community. You know what I mean? It's like, if you have a group of like people back in the good old days, that's roughly how many people you would have in a group about, 100 200 people living together i feel like on that when it's on that scale i think like men are more defined by who they are in the relationship than the other way around i feel like on that okay, kind of I, scale the other thing if you point at school the other thing i have a really big issue with with our school's administration especially why are most of the principals male and secondly why are all of the secretaries female that is a, okay i see what you mean also i mean andrew just to point out a flaw in your analogy right like you know in the good old days as you said with a hundred people in a community i feel like yeah. a man could equally also be judged by how well his crops are doing but that doesn't really apply to us right now you know but like how well your crops are doing determines who you can have as a wife that's like the whole reason you make your crops better is so that you have a better <laughs> chance. You reproduce with someone I, who's I make less like higher on the. Not that I can eat the crops and like live, you know. <laughs> no, not because of, not because of food, but. <laughs> but you have to, okay, there's you have to remember like. There's really no reason, f like if you reduce it to its like minimum, there's no reason for an organism to live. Okay, I'm just going to try something. Except for the fact to like, except for the facts to just pass on genes, like. And this, sorry, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. This might be like really kind of new age and it might annoy you a bit, but okay. I'm just going to try it okay, out. Yeah. So I'm going to say two words. Bachelor. Okay, okay I'm going to say another word. Spinster. Which one has more negative connotations? Probably spinster. Probably. Okay, arguably. Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah, think arguably. I think because... You There's have no... The Bachelorette, such a popular show, you know. Okay, but you, like, historically, do you call those girls Bachelorettes? If you can't get married. Like, Bachelorette is, like, a new thing. Yeah. Because I think, like... I think it's still, like, we've transitioned very easily quickly into Bachelorette, though. Like, mm. look okay. at the popularity of that show. Like, but... you say Bachelorette, <laughs> you think of, like, single partying girls going, like, yeah. It's, the no, point I'm trying to make here, though, is yeah. the fact that, like, let's take my mum, right? When she was younger, she wanted to uh, marry someone who was uh, terminally ill so that he would die 
um, and then she wouldn't be seen as a spinster. She would just be seen as a widow and therefore be more respected without also having okay. to marry someone. Right? That was her big okay. action plan. So why do you... I just... <laughs> how, how did that work out? Uh, well, my dad's still alive, so we're kind okay. of still working okay. on that front. I feel yeah. like, yeah. like, you it's know, a, you're in progress. Side, wanting to yeah. be Ill, not deciding that they just killed them all. Oh, okay. I mean, oh, so, I was like, sorry to butt in, but yeah. I just sort of, I think in society as a whole, you're seen as more accomplished and achieved more in your life if you're married. Yeah. That's just right off the bat thing. And, and there's probably a, like if you look at that from an evolutionary perspective that means you've had offspring that means like genetically yeah. you're pretty good like you're well off but i feel like in that scenario if um if you're i think what's if if you're married straight up good um that's what society tells you oh you've done well you've done well you've married which means you can have children and you can keep your bloodline but i feel like it's more of an accomplishment to um, like it, it, it's see, it's seen more as a oh to have a good life you have to be married I see, I feel like that's more to females and that pressure so whereas a man can be like oh I can work hard work hard and eventually I'll be married whereas I feel like there's a lot of pressure for females to be like well I feel um, like and, yeah that's and true it goes back to the, it goes back to the friend thing. um I've, I've read about this before, but I think a big thing that comes with it is just that we, like, females have a biological clock ticking, right? Like, you know that after, I don't know, like, 40, your chances of having, like, a baby and you be safe and they be safe too is, like, going to get much lower than if you have a baby at 25. And so, yeah, like, that with that pressure in mind, I think that's why a lot of women seek to, like, marry really quickly. Or as males, like you're, you're gonna have sperm for like a very, very long time. So, how, like, how long? <laughs> I, this is a weird question. How long are men fertile for? I That's don't a good question because like don't I like think, movies, um, we have like kids at like seventy five or something. Like I don't think there's a there's an age. I, we we actually looked at this in psychology. I don't think there's a actual. The health of the baby does not. Is not determined by the age of the. Multiple vasectomies, you can't like undo them. Sperm not like them anymore. But I I think like, aren't there like movie stars who have had like kids at like seventy five, which is so weird to me. Like it's like I want to have a kid, but like for ten years. Like. (laughs) It's like. (laughs) It's like low commitment kid. If back if if we go back to what um the two words that Stella said before, it also ties back into that because if you're forty and you're female and you haven't had children, you're probably not gonna have children. So you're like genetically, like evolutionarily, you're not very successful. Whereas if you're forty and you're male and you haven't had children. You're you've not been successful, but you're not a failure yet. Like you can <laughs> Like you're not you you could turn into a failure, but you're not a failure yet. And so no, like that's also the sense of like if you're forty, you're not married, you don't have kids, but you have tons of money. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, going to Kristen, like we like, you know, like my <laughs> parents are really far apart as well, but a lot of parents are quite like, you know, far apart, like in age and stuff. Yeah, that's just that's just I've never calls. seen I've never seen like a twenty year old dad with like a forty year old mum. 
Oh yeah, that, the opposite Man- is really Emmanuel really- Macron. No, no, I Kristen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I just like, okay. It's, but, it's just like, not something that happens, like because of the biological like limitations. That's just not but, something but that happens. Going back to that, is that you're saying that like um, to be feel accomplished as a man, you need to be married to a woman. But if you're yeah. at forty, there's that ongoing thing is oh, but you still got a chance. That's yeah. like yeah. we as guys, we have that. You know, yeah. we still have a chance. Whereas when like because uh, like what we've been talking on continuously is like you know men it's like like andrew and his crops like okay now- <laughs> andrew andrew and his bloody crops my crops <laughs> yeah god damn it andrew <laughs> you, only, you only flex because of your ability to get women like now it's money so you're probably mm. more going to have more money in your late 40s than your late 20s whereas women it's like you know youthfulness and fertility and like you know which yeah. is like hits in like twenty to thirties. So mm-hmm. yeah, but there's like, not. We're we're moving towards a world though where like this um, biological, you could say, like boundaries of women are becoming less of a thing, right? Like Kim Kardashian can have kids at forty with a surrogate, and so like say in the hypothetical future, future, a lot of people have like yeah yeah really common exactly so like. If we move towards a future, I mean, should we be moving towards a future that strives to eliminating these barriers, like the but fertility not, barriers on women, and so that's that like not, that's not eliminating the barrier because you can't just. I think like a surrogate child is different from having your own offspring because it's your own offspring. You freeze your what? eggs and then a surrogate. Oh, okay, yeah. It's. I mean, I, I think don't... Andrew's saying it's like the same thing as you know having wanting to have natural childbirth. It's just kind of yeah frowned upon. You, even if you have, if you also also, it's like if you are going to have a surrogate child at forty, there have to be younger people to have that surrogate child for you. So the biological limitation doesn't exist for you, but now it just exists for someone else. There will always yeah, like, be but like. Oh. it never the biological like what we see in society about like you know old men marrying young women that won't apply to size society as a whole anymore so like what i'm saying is perhaps we'll move towards a society where you have old women marrying old men uh... having children when they are old or old women marrying young men having children when they are old and simply just having like a group of youthful um surrogates as like a career process uh, prospect to like like it's like a similar concept to like prostitution, right? Where you have like a set of youthful, sexy people as like that's like their career, you know. Sure, I, I think I read that in a Wattpad somewhere. Um, <laughs> Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa, aren't you just having handmaids yeah. at that point? Oh um, no! You're because, just, you, okay. Ha- Handmaid Tale is entirely a different thing. <laughs> no, but <laughs> like women are literally forced based on how fertile they are. You are forced by the capitalist structure. No, right but now. yeah, oh. you're, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're essentially having a capitalist version of like handmaid. Yeah, the handmaid. Yeah. yeah. What's what's wrong think, with that? I think like, don't okay. compare it to you know, prostitution. Let's compare it to like sperm donors. Like people yeah. sell their sperm mm. money. Like yeah. It's... I thought that was the fun, you know, like, have you seen those, like, things about, like, sperm donors? Like, 
they have to be like college educated and at least like six foot to be a sperm donor. Oh yeah, because obviously you want the sperm that you sell to have good genetic quality, and there is a certain link between genetics and success. So that kind of makes sense, I guess. No, but like I'm so confused. Like, okay, if you're like if you if you are col- if you aren't college educated and you're a sperm donor, also, I respect you know- that. That's a hustle. But no. if you are college educated and you're a sperm donor, like you're like for no, no, you... Oh like, wait, no, I just what happened? Well, well maybe for... it's like the the um criteria for being college um educated is just like you have to have like enough brains to actually pass college, yeah. you know? Also, um I don't know much about like sperm like you mean it's literal donation, so you're not getting paid for it. You, you do get paid for it. Oh, so then it's probably because, like, it's just to make sure that you can't make a career out of doing it. You get what? <laughs> I, I assume some people can make a career out of doing well, it. Is, like, is, is there limitations yeah. to how much you're able to? There's got to be. You can't yeah, go there, yeah. like, every weekend and be like, <laughs> oh, it's... You know, like, I, no, but I, I think there, there, there is, like... The are- facility has like a shortage during November. No, okay. Oh. He's so okay. No, most come on. Which, nah, most. I I'm pretty sure most guys fail that, but you know, um, <laughs> I I I think it's just a I, I I don't know. It would be funny if that if that existed just to make sure that people don't make a career out of it because that would be really sad. The, go to a career counselor and see if yeah. that is a proper job prospect. Um, Imagine getting banned from the sperm donation center. Garrett's <laughs> just turning up too much. He's too enthusiastic well, about this. We need him to stop. We need to talk about oh, it. No. We, <laughs> we Andrew sent out an alert to all of the donation centers across the country. Like, Andrew, in your like version of society, if like yeah. passing on your genes to as many people, like, yeah. the most successful thing you could do. Like is not is, being yeah. a sperm donor. Is not being. What do you like, mean? Is, like is isn't being a sperm donor. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yes, but obviously we aren't evolved for that because sperm I mean, donation is a relatively Andrew, new thing. I think thing. we figured out a way for you to win at life, basically. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, it's your success path. Nah, it's it's fine. I, this is sort of. Oh, sorry, sorry. This is no, sort no, of going no, no, off. No, yeah. Going off the sort of podcast topic. You love that here. Um, but do you, what do you think society's view on sperm donors are? Do you think do they're looked them? down upon? Do you think they're looked up upon? Do they think, oh, go you, or do you think that's weird? I've what? never thought about sperm don- donors until today. I mean, oh, I, I think it's looking at the, uh, I was just looking at the website in New Zealand for being a sperm donor. <laughs> okay. It seems like. Yeah, um, you you don't get paid for it in New Zealand, by the way. But they oh, okay. they are writing things like, "What you're doing is a very altruistic and kind thing," and you know you're going to like receive like you know you're, you're doing such a kind thing by being a donor and you know donating your precious goods and stuff. So even though you're know, at least just... from the view of you're literally just even though you're literally just like succeeding at. Biology. I mean, what they would you evolution. say is like akin to donating blood, Ben Vanessa. I guess. I guess with blood, like, like, um, 
you get the sense at least um i don't know if this is like scientifically proven but like you get the sense that there is going to be at least some kind of temporary loss to your health right like um being blood deficient a little bit blood deficient for a while is is just freaky in people's minds and you might think like you know what if i like feel a bit um like headed or whatever whereas like i don't know donating sperm like what's a real trade-off here to your health not really I mean, I think if you, like, get paid for it, like, not if you don't and you do it, I don't know, but, like, maybe it is considered a bit of an altruistic thing, but if you, like, say, like, oh, like, what's your job, and you're being paid for it, and you're, like, relying on it as, like, a source of income, I mean, like, hey, it's, like, it's a hustle, but. Oh, there's there's something that I read on the website, which is really interesting. Um, It says, okay. Okay, so this is like one of the criteria for being a sperm donor, and it says you're a genuine <laughs> nice guy who is comfortable that you may be contacted by a child or children conceived. They can request your information after they're 18. You have no legal or financial responsibilities for any donor received conceived children. I think mean, that's a really interesting concept, though, right? Because if you had to look after a child that you conceived from sperm donations, and like. I think that would put a lot of people off. Like, especially if you like, make it. <laughs> all of the sperm works, right? And then you just end up having, like, because of, like, science. And, like, <laughs> like, after 18 years, suddenly, like, you have thousands of people at your door being, like, That's another reason why you don't make biological father. Do you guys mind if I go now? Because I think I should probably work on my chemistry. <laughs> Go for it, Andrew. Yeah. More yeah. It's been really yeah. good having you on. Thanks for coming. Okay, thank you. Thanks, yep. <laughs> yeah, please, please invite me again. Yeah, of course. So, We'd love to. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, just to, like, bring a new subject in, and I'll probably go before, like, you fully answer it. And it w- oh, would have been interesting to have Andrew here for this. But, yeah. um, alas. Um, animal instincts and hunter-gatherer. Do you think that's still, um, even if it's not fully, but do you think that's still sort of in society today? That idea? Yes, I'd say so. Okay, well, what, do you, what do you think that, so hunter-gatherer as in um, man-hunt, so providing for the family and, yeah. okay. In the sense that, like, okay, like, in every society, it's different. Like, if it was, like, you know, animal instincts, like, really, like, Neanderthals, like, hunting and gathering, then it's, like, you know, the man goes out to hunt and, like, women get, like, cooks and stuff. Or in, like, Middle Ages when it's, like, a lot of conflict. Like, I think it evolves with society, but it still stays, if you know what I mean. Like, well, if there's when, when I think of hunter-gatherer like i just think of like a nomadic lifestyle right and apparently like um back in the days when like humans were hunter-gatherers we only spent like a very small portion of our waking hours hunting and gathering and so for the remainder of like the like we had a lot of time to like do music do art um i don't know like entertain ourselves um, but I was I was thinking about that hunter and gatherer. I'll call it the hunter and gatherer sort of idea. And it's I don't know. There's something 
and I'm probably very wrong, but like, there's something about like, oh, hunters, they're like physically built, they're strong, they're smart, blah, blah, blah. But I think that it would have been much harder in those times to be a gatherer. Here marks the end of the traditional roles of women, part four. Tune in next week for a continuation of the series. If you liked this episode, give the podcast a follow on wherever you're listening so you'll be the first to know when we upload. We'll be releasing an episode every Sunday, New Zealand time. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're Generation Discourse everywhere.